Welcome to the Massivize Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today, we'll talk about a recall from Teleflex, the FDA approval of Medivention's renal denervation IDE study, as well as some diabetes news from Bigfoot Biomedical and Insulate, and a major personnel change at Integra Life Sciences. First, thanks for joining me today, Sean. How are you? And what do you think about the news we have today? Happy to join and I'm doing well. We've got a mix of, you know, recalls and studies and all sorts of things. So I'm excited to excited to get into it as always. Well, what's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that Teleflex recalled some of its rush endotracheal tubes. So we start out with some tough news that includes some potentially severe outcomes as well. And why did the company issue this recall? So Teleflex is recalling certain devices due to reports of disconnection of the 15 millimeter connector from the endotracheal tube for affected products in the recall. There's a possibility of oxygen desaturation. And in that event, any immediate or long-term health consequences depend on the degree and duration of desaturation. Initial investigations have shown that disconnection results from the intermittent cross-contamination of the connector with trace amounts of silicone oil. So although that increases the lubricity of the connection, it does not present additional clinical risks. And what is it recommending that clinicians do to prevent injury? Well, the company recommends that clinical staff ensure the connector is seated firmly in the endotracheal tube to prevent disconnection during use per the product instructions for use. Should the disconnection happen, reconnect the two components promptly and secure as described in the instructions for use. So basically distilling it down, follow the instructions. How many complaints have there been so far? So Teleflex has received 189 complaints of connector issues for the devices so far. Of the complaints, it's received 11 reports of injuries, including nine reports of patient desaturation and four reports of patient death. Three complaints reported that the patient deaths were unrelated to the disconnection of the device, and one reported that it was impossible to determine whether the device contributed to the patient's death. So those deaths, you don't necessarily want to lump them in with the recall, but of course, it's worth mentioning that they did occur, although it's seems like they were possibly unrelated. Now let's shift gears to a noteworthy development. Yep. The FDA approved Medivention's renal denervation for hypertension pivotal investigational device exemption study. So we've covered both radiofrequency therapy and renal denervation at length. So this is just adding more potential competition to the market, it seems. So what is Medivention's renal denervation platform? The integrated radiofrequency or IRF therapy treats hypertension. So it was designed to provide an important distinction to these procedures requiring only a single ablation cycle per kidney. The company believes this approach could simplify procedures and reduce the overall burden on patients undergoing this procedure. And how does that platform work? So it's catheter-based, minimally invasive, using an integrated multi-radio frequency electrode balloon. It also has a cooling circuit for the lone ablation cycle. So with just one ablation per kidney, Medivention says the IRF system simplifies and standardizes the denervation procedure. It remains investigational and doesn't have approval in any geography, but obviously this IDE study could potentially lead to something in the States. Definitely. And what are executives saying? Todd Berg, the Medivention CEO, said the benefits of renal denervation for the treatment of uncontrolled hypertension has been meticulously studied for over a decade, and the procedure could represent a new frontier in hypertension management for interventionists. This pivotal study of the IRF denervation system is a tremendous opportunity, he says, to bring next-generation capabilities to this emerging field. 
Now, what's the next thing that we should know for today? The next thing is that some real world data has supported the Bigfoot Biomedical Diabetes Management Platform. So some positive study results supporting the innovative Bigfoot Unity Platform. And what is that Bigfoot Unity system? So it's an FDA cleared system designed to simplify continuous glucose monitors or CGMs and the data they produce. It's got a smart insulin pen cap, which takes data from a CGM and informs the patient exactly how much insulin they need at any given time. So who was included in this study? The retrospective analysis initially evaluated 75 Bigfoot Unity users across 13 clinics. They used the system for six months. It then slimmed down to a cohort of 58 users that qualified for the pre-specified real-world clinical outcomes analysis. Those subjects had at least 50% of CGM data within the first two weeks and in the sixth month of system use. So Bigfoot Biomedical reported the average age of patients in the analysis as 62 years old, 84.5% of which had type 2 diabetes. Most of the individuals in the study previously used CGM, about three quarters. Nearly all, though, reported themselves as new to using smart insulin pens, 96%, and diabetes apps, which was 93%. Interesting. It sounds like it kind of validates the platform's ability to enhance patient outcomes and simplify diabetes management and promote better quality of life. What were some more of those key data points? Well, a lot of numbers about to come at you. So in a paired analysis, 50 individuals with available baseline HbA1c and glucose management indicator, GMI values, had a mean starting HbA1c of 8.3% and GMI of 7.3% after six months of use. Bigfoot Biomedical said 36 users that reported prior CGM experience had a mean baseline HbA1c of 8.2% and GMI was 7.3% again at the six-month clip. 12 users with zero prior CGM experience had 9% HbA1c and 7.1% GMI. The study saw time spent with low glucose and very low glucose come in at 1.4% and 0.2% respectively, which was below the established treatment guidelines of 4% and 1%. Mean two-hour post-meal glucose fell within the American Diabetes Association guidelines of less than 180 milligrams per deciliter. So Bigfoot Biomedical says that that all suggests the importance of displaying clinician-directed meal and correction dose recommendations. Okay. Looks like we have some more diabetes news to share. Yep. Insulet has reported some progress on integrating its Omnipod 5 with the Abbott Freestyle Libre 2. So following our discussion on yesterday's episode about Insulet's product launch in the UK, we've got more good news on the company as it's sharing further progress with this platform. It seems like the integration of these two innovative technologies aims to streamline diabetes management by combining insulin delivery and that CGM technology in a more convenient, user-friendly manner. What other devices is the Omnipod 5 currently used with? Well, it currently pairs with the Dexcom G6 CGM. I know Dexcom has also said in the past that it's working to integrate the next generation G7. So I wouldn't be surprised if Abbott would eventually be looking to do the same with its current next gen CGM Freestyle Libre 3 or potentially whatever comes next eventually. Can you tell us a little more about the upcoming study? Insulet said it expects to begin enrollment for a clinical study integrating Omnipod 5 with Freestyle Libre 2, recruiting up to 200 participants with type 1 diabetes, both in the adult and pediatric age groups. It'll take place in the UK, France, and Belgium. And Insulet said the aim is to demonstrate superior efficacy with Omnipod 5 compared to multiple daily injections. And what are executives saying? Jim Hollingshead, the Insulet president and CEO, said that The flagship product, Omnipod 5, is having an incredible impact on patients with diabetes, including improved glycemic outcomes and better quality of life. 
He went on to say that the company's thrilled with the opportunity to present real-world evidence from the first year of Omnipod 5 at the coming ADA conference this weekend, and additionally, further educate diabetes clinicians on how they can improve care for their patients using tubeless automated insulin delivery technology. And what's the final thing that we should know for today? Final thing is that Integra Life Sciences has named Leah Daniels-Knight as its new chief financial officer, so big personnel move for a veteran in financial leadership who also comes with some med tech experience too. So where does she join the company from? Most recently, she was executive VP of business finance for Booz Allen Hamilton, where she was responsible for providing strategic and financial leadership to all the company's business sectors to support above market growth. What kind of prior med tech experience does she have? So she spent time at Johnson & Johnson in finance roles with increasing responsibility, including CFO of J&J's North American pharmaceuticals business. Throughout her time at J&J, she helped drive cost optimization initiatives, manage risk, and create innovative solutions across six of the organization's operating companies within their consumer, pharmaceutical, and corporate sectors. Seems like Integra is committed to assembling a strong leadership team to drive the company's success within the industry. How optimistic were executives about this new appointment? CEO and President Jan DeWitt said that Leah brings a wealth of finance, accounting, and extensive healthcare industry experience and has the necessary capabilities to successfully partner with the executive leadership to change and drive growth and financial outcomes. She's passionate about leadership and talent development with broad experience, leading geographically dispersed teams that have outperformed and created shareholder value. So Integra seems pretty pleased about this appointment. Well, that's all the news that we have for today. Thanks again for coming on, giving us your insights. My pleasure. And as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out our show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Interact with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. Where can our listeners connect with you, Sean? They can connect with me on LinkedIn at Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.